0: everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Conspiratus. Your two favorite podcasters, Nate and Sonny, are finally back. Um, And we are here to address the elephant in the room, namely that our last episode was over a year ago. Um, And so we thought we'd come on and do a quick podcast to kind of explain where we've been and what we've been doing and what we're going to be doing in the future.
1: Right. I think the last one was, what, February 2018 or something like that? Way back. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was a good episode. Like, it's weird so you know i like that was with uh arthur brightman and vlad zamfir on governance and like on my podcast like uh i hosted on a site called buzzsprout which like puts it on itunes and everywhere spotify everywhere um and every month i still notice we get like 100 new views a month which is like very interesting that people are still watching that episode
0: it was content that was ahead of its time talking about governance <laughs> in the good old days you know
1: yeah totally um so, yeah, so, you know, maybe I think it's fair to – I think we owe an explanation to our uh, listeners of, and viewers of uh, why we haven't, like, released an episode in over a year. And so, um, you know, I think there's – I think it's actually a multifaceted uh, reason. There's many things that went into it. Um, I think the first one, like, you know, the biggest one was we had this – like we started playing with this, like, interesting format, Right.
0: Yeah, no, so I, I I think that we we set our sights high when we were starting this podcast. We were like, okay, we'll come up with this kind of really interesting debate conversation type technique. Sonny and I, <clears throat> uh, you know, if you've ever met us in person or if you've seen our initial podcast, we like to argue with each other or debate each other. And we thought, okay, we'll bring on, bring on guests with different viewpoints and we'll, we'll have them essentially have a discussion. Um, and like kind of as we've talked about... Uh, it turns out that that's actually like sometimes a little more challenging than challenging than one might expect,
1: right? Like so, essentially, what happened was like um, our first episode was with Arthur Brightman from Tezos and Vlad Zamfir from Ethereum Foundation talking about governance. And anyone who knows those two know that they have you know very different views on governance. And you know even Nate and I have pretty different views on governance. But you know so when we reached out to them to like beyond this episode, we explained to them the format. Both of them were like just such great sports about it. Like they're like, oh yeah, this sounds awesome. Super excited to do this. And we did the episode. It went great. Um, And then you know Nate and I are like, wow, this was awesome. This was easy. Like everyone in the easy from here. Yeah, exactly. You know, everyone in the blockchain space is going to want to have a good-natured, like well-intentioned, productive debate, right? Like we we share opinions and like come to you know good discussion without devolving. Yeah, it turns out, uh, you know, the blockchain space had a bit more politics than we uh, expected.
0: Yeah, so we we reached out to um, a couple other people. We had other podcasts in the works, and we've talked about them in the past. For example, things on stablecoins. Um, and it turns out, for example, stablecoins, I think, is a great example. Um, sometimes the political will to have the conversation there or mm-hmm. the political desire, let's say, to have the conversation just doesn't exist.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it's fair to actually maybe walk through, like, the story what happened there. So. Um, we actually originally reached out to um we want like we said we we wanted to do an episode on stable coins and i think we even released a resource list on stable coins I'm, i do i'm not sure or not but i think we did if not uh we'll, we'll, we'll release one soon if we didn't already but essentially we reached out to um, makerdao and Preston Byrne. And so, anyone who follows Preston Byrne's blog, uh, you'll know he's like quite a stablecoin skeptic. And so, we asked like Maker, so we asked Preston like if he'd be down to be on the ep- podcast. And he obviously he's like, yeah, totally. And then we asked Maker, like, would they be on? And they're like, uh, not with Preston. And so, I'm like, we're like, uh, okay. So, then, you know, I was in Berlin at the time and, you know, some of the basecoin people were at uh, the full node office in Berlin. And so we asked Nate, I asked Nader, like, if he'd be down to be on with Preston. And Nader's like, uh, not so much. Which, you know, maybe, you know, if you've read some of Preston's blogs on Basecoin, that seems maybe a little bit reasonable. Uh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I, I personally would have done it. You know, if given the chance to defend yourself, you should take it. But um, so then we asked Basecoin, like, hey, would you be down to be on with Maker? And then we can focus on discussing, like, you know, the two different types of stablecoins, different strategies that they take. But then at Basecoin, you know, they're like, "Um, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, we'd be down to do that. And then so then we reached back to Maker and we're like, hey, would you guys be on down to be on with Basecoin? And so they were – first of all, they took like over a month to get back to me and just a lot lot of – but, you know, that wasn't the issue. The main issue was that after they finally got back to me, they're like, eh, we don't want to elevate our competitors up to our level. And I was just like, oh, man, come on. And so, yeah. so.
0: It's it seems like it seems like, you know, you know, we talk a lot about conflict of interest, but it's 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 somewhat understandable looking back on it why people maybe aren't so willing to engage in conversations where they might make their products or their coins or the things that they're working on not appear in the best light. Um and so we we were kind of mm-hmm. super lucky mm-hmm. on our first podcast that we got such good sports, but it turns out um they're harder to find than than one might expect.
1: Right, right. So maybe and then you know that's part of the you know putting it all on that is not completely fair, like yes, I'm sure that if we spent some more time, we could have like found more guests who are willing to do the debate, but you know that's where the next problem comes in if we had spent more time
0: <laughs> yeah so personally uh we we both got busy um so personally, I went back to school, so I'm a college student, sunny's a dropout classic sunny but um I, uh, I went back, um, I'm finishing up my junior year of college currently, um, and I've been pretty much focusing on schoolwork, um, which, you know, as you can imagine, makes it much harder to kind of run a podcast, uh, or at least contribute to one.
1: Right. How do you like going back to school?
0: It's a big trade-off. Um, it's lovely on one hand because I get to learn a lot. Um, but it's a lot about like school related things as compared to when you're in the crypto space, you're also learning a lot, but it's like somehow much more focused and much more crypto related. Um, mm. Here's what I'll say. I'm sure whatever decision I made in terms of going back, I would have been unhappy either way, um, but I'm, I'm learning a lot, so I can't really complain, you know?
1: Yeah, I've, uh, you know, I, uh, I've had a lot of arguments with your dad about this, so you know, I'm <laughs> sure too, he's man. happy you went back. <laughs> yeah,
0: at the very least, I have that.
1: Um, what, what, what's like the most interesting thing you've been learning while back in school that's like not crypto related?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, one, so I study computer science and I also study like management um and one thing that i have i've been taking a, essentially a management of technology class and we've been talking a lot about like standards battles um mm-hmm. and it's been really interesting coming from the blockchain space where i in some sense witnessed a lot of standards battles happening at least in the early days of standards battles going to a management class where we look at historic examples of 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 like um uh, standards battles and say like you know what's important here how do corporations kind of take value from these standards um And we we discuss things like that. Um, And it's given me a perspective where I'm um, concerned that we're going to settle settle on the wrong standard and and screw ourselves. Um, And and, uh, yeah, Uh management particularly has been quite interesting to me recently um, with technology. What have you been up to?
1: Uh, You know, two weeks ago, I launched a public blockchain. So that's fun. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, basically... um, you know, at that point when we started, uh, I just moved to Berlin for a couple of months and, you know, I started Cosmos, you know, we thought we were going to launch like last year uh, and then it just like started, things turned out to be a lot harder than we thought it would be. And then, so I just got really sucked up into uh, Cosmos development and just really grinding uh, through for launch and just like you know, working on the staking and governance and all you know, just the overall Cosmos SDK and stuff. Um, just released an epicenter episode. Uh, I was a guest on epicenter this week, and I just released an episode on that. So if anyone wants to check that out, I definitely suggest taking a listen of that. Um, but then you know, two weeks ago we launched, and so which was super exciting. And now because after that you know i suddenly had like a lot of the time pressure that was on me like i felt earlier i felt like every hour i wasn't coding was like an hour <laughs> delayed that the, the, because it was hub launch was delayed and, and i was like really weighing on me uh and then once we launched it just suddenly felt you know way more relaxed and a lot of stress was taken off and so um you know I, i've started to scale back some of the coding i've been doing and focusing more on the research side and more like you know uh evangelism kind of like more like teaching people how to use the cosmos sdk and whatnot writing tutorials giving workshops and stuff things i really like doing um talking on a
0: podcast maybe
1: talking a lot of podcasts yeah yeah and so and then so you know given all that new free time i'm like after the launch i was like thinking about like all right where i had this like to-do list, I, I literally, it was called, in my uh, to-do list app, I literally had it called hashtag post-launch. Like, a bunch of things that I need to, like, work on post-launch. Like, you know, some of, I had, like, some stuff I wanted to write about, like, Web of Trust stuff, and, like, some Dex ideas I had, and then one of them was, like, restart Conspiratus. And <laughs> so that's why, after launch, I reached out to you, I'm like, hey, let's get this, like, rolling again. So, um, that and, yeah. you know, may, may, in a little bit of a different form. So, yeah, that's kind of what I've been working on, and I've been pretty busy with that
0: cool yeah the other thing i wanted to ask you about is um on top of doing cosmos you've also begun contributing Mm -hmm. to a you know one of our competitors you know (laughs) epicenter
1: right 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 yeah so um you know i think what happened was um so we recorded that uh first episode of conspiratus and so brian uh fabian crane who worked at tenderman at the time uh, he at Cosmos and so he actually you know took a listen at it and you know he kind of note and noticed that you know we hadn't done another episode in a few months <laughs> and I think they were going to do an episode with Charles Hoskinson and he knew I was like super into Ethereum Classic and stuff and so he's like hey you want to like do a trial episode of like being a host on Epicenter and you know I'm sure as you're, you know, like when we started, like Epicenter was like one of our inspirations. Like our dream was totally. like, oh, yeah. yeah, we want to be like Epicenter. Like their whole format was really cool and we loved their brand and everything. And that's kind of like why we, a lot of our stuff was like kind of based off of them. That's why like we started bringing, we yeah, the idea of like, oh, let's like bring on guests and whatnot. And so, you know, when Brian, you know, offered me the opportunity, it was kind of like, I was like, yeah, I'd love to try it out and let you do that. And then, you know, one of the things that was nice, like, going back like, the whole time thing was, um, like, with Conspiratus, we were doing all the video editing and graphics and music and social media and everything ourselves, right? And that was just such a huge time suck. Yeah. Meanwhile, for Epicenter, you know, they actually already have, like, sponsors and whatnot. They've been going for five years now. And so they had their process nailed down. And so we actually have some, like, amazing people at Epicenter who, like, you don't see on the videos. But, like, we have, like, a couple of people who do the video editing and social media and everything for us. And so it's really nice where what happens is as a host, I show up and record an interview and then... Two days later, it shows up magically with like all edited with like on like every podcast, like Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. It shows up everywhere with like those beautiful epicenter graphics with like the you know the polygon it sounds, stuff. It sounds
0: much better than the crazy hack together process we we used for ours. So right, that. exactly, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, and so just like that, that uh, given how busy I was, like like, like we were just talking about. Epicenter was a much more manageable time commitment for me than uh, continuing with Conspiratus was.
0: Yeah, cool. So I guess the question becomes then, as you continue with your Epicenter role, which you've been doing a lovely job, by the way, I might say I'm a Thank big you. fan, um, and kind of you know with your goals post-launch and as I move into my, my summer break and kind of ramp back up in the crypto research scene, um, the question kind of becomes you know how are we going to move – one of the things we've been talking about is how are we going to move Conspiratus into the future? Um, And what are we going to do with the, you know, the beautiful art form that we've created and the amazing (laughs) audience we've built?
1: Yeah. So, you know, um, one of the things that we've been kicking around is like, you know, if if people remember, the podcast actually came later. Conspiratus actually originally started as a blog, and we did, (laughs) (laughs) and we did like very few posts. We did like. One really big one on Tezos, which uh, kind of right around the time of the Tezos, like ICO, and that got a lot of uh, popularity and views and people really like that. Uh, we did uh, one post that I kind of adapted from an old Reddit comment I did on IOTA. And so, man, have you heard of IOTA in like the past few months? You know what's going on not, with them? Like, not in years. Not
0: in years. <laughs> you yeah. should look them so, up.
1: Yeah, I wonder if, I, wonder if I, I every now and then I still debate with like uh, come from beyond on Twitter and stuff. But is he still around? Yeah, he's still around. He's uh, we were having, yeah, he's still around. Just like classic CFB, just like same. They reached they
0: peak hype cycle when they were uh, fighting with the uh, MIT folks about right, <coughs> their right. hash function. And they, I still
1: like to claim that you know I've been shitting on iota since before it was cool. <laughs> um, You're
0: a real trendsetter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so anyways yeah so we had these a uh, couple of blog posts that we wrote and so our idea was you know let's like maybe try to continue on with some of those blog posts um you know like i said uh a lot of my a lot, there's a lot of stuff i want to start writing about crypto just ideas i've been kicking around in my head and some of them are not related to cosmos necessarily and so i figured conspiratus might be a great place to just like push them down and just like drop them and get some discussion going there. And so, you know, I've been thinking about, you know, so some stuff that we've been talking about is uh, Nate and I have kind of been like talking about this magnus opus on like proof of stake, a, a defensive of proof of stake, basically like taking every argument that people make against proof of stake and just like one by one, step by step, like re- rebutting each one.
0: Yeah. This came out of a a debate that I did um a couple years ago um put on by some Coinbase folks among others um with Charlie Lee on proof of stake and I realized I it, it'd be lovely if I had a you know a, a master document to refer to that would help me in my uh my quest to spread proof of stake across the world. Um
1: Yeah. Like every time I get into a Twitter debate it would be great to just like post that link and just be like yeah. come back to me after you read this. Yeah,
0: check out question 3, please, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And we should also probably, if you have the video, we should post that video of the debate. Yeah, that'd
0: That'd be great great. as
1: well. And I know you started, you know, your own personal blog and I saw you had some crypto stuff on there. It would be great to maybe cross list some of that stuff and like post that as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I've written some stuff on, like, for example, one of the blog posts is on how do we version smart contracts slash VMs in a model where smart contracts are permanent? Because you know, as we saw with the Mm -hmm. the recent Ethereum forks, these are hard, open questions, and you know, it's one of the things that it would be lovely to start talking about more, more in public, Um, and and especially on the Conspirators forum, I think would be a great, great way to do that.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I have a tweet thread that I did on meme coins recently, and. Maybe just turn that into a blog post would be cool. Um, also, at Blockchain at Berkeley, which is uh, organization I was part of, um, we I started we started running these white paper circles where we like kind of or deep dives where we like take a topic and start, like read a bunch of stuff on that. And it turned out to be very similar to the old resource lists that we used to create. So I think it'll be really fun to just you know continue creating those resource lists because I think those are pretty valuable as like a yeah, good reader were- list.
0: Not only are I think are they informative to people who read them, but as someone who is creating them, I found them very useful to get a, a feel of you know the subject and also learn a lot about it. So I'd, I'd love to do more of that as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, curation is a great way to learn. Um, and then also, you know, the written form is good, but I think like the podcast form is also good. I, I think the main thing is I want to avoid like forcing us and like committing to a regular schedule. Like so on, at, on, at Epicenter, we have – a commitment to our weekly schedule and you know we upload a podcast every single week in the course of five years we've missed one week and it was super disappointing that week but like that that, that whole regular schedule is sometimes a little bit stressful where it's like sometimes there's like oh shit like we don't have a guest for this week we need to re- release something this week and so that kind of gets uh we could
0: so, we could commit to it but i think I'm, I'm sure we would fail immediately so let's definitely not but
1: yeah yeah, yeah. so let's let's try to avoid that um and then, but so what I would like to do is still every now and then, uh, record some episodes, but you know, I, I, like I, like I said, I don't think that format that we were doing earlier is necessarily the best format. And yeah. so a couple, uh, months ago, uh, do you know Jill Carlson and Melton yeah. Demirers? Yeah. So they actually have a, they created a podcast called what grinds my years. And so. You know, I feel most of the crypto podcasts, like whether it's Epicenter or Laura Shin or Off the Chain, all of them are usually based on the guest format, right? They invite on a guest to interview and whatnot. And that is cool. Obviously, I like it because that's what I do at Epicenter. But I really like uh, what grinds my gears because it's just the two of them, just Jill and Meltem, just like ranting about stuff that they like to rant about.
0: Yeah. No, totally. I I think, um, and I also think that it's in some ways reminiscent of the reason we started this, like we liked Mm -hmm. arguing with each other and we thought, Oh, it'd be cool to bring other people in. But given as we kind of talked about, it's sometimes hard to do such a thing. Um, you know, obviously we got, if we got the chance to do that, we would of course, you know, jump on it. But I think, I think you're totally right that like Nate and Sonny have arguments. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, first of all, I think it would be incredibly fun and educational Mm -hmm. for me and I think for you. Um, and I also think it'd be a great way to kind of you know, get back the podcast up and running for...
1: If you a, remember, that's actually event. how we started it, where uh, I think it was at DevCon 3, you and I were arguing about something. I don't, I don't you know, one of the many things we argue about. And then s- somehow like a crowd of like 10 people s- formed around us just like listening to us argue. And then someone suggested like, yo, you guys should make a podcast out of this.
0: Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure I won that I won that debate, right? If I do uh, recall correctly. I don't <laughs> think so. I...
1: I, I <laughs> You know, probabilistically, given that I win eighty percent of them, I I'm pretty sure that was correct. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's true. Um yeah, so and so, you know, I think uh the nice thing about what grinds my gears is like Jill and Meltum have like such a deep background in like finance. Like, you know, they uh I think Jill used to be a commodities trader and you know, Meltum I forgot what specifically she did, but you know, they both have very deep knowledge of like the finance industry and, and that's what makes me what grinds my gears so fun and interesting is like they are like using their deep knowledge of the finance industry to just like make fun of like all the, the crazy shit that we're doing in the crypto space like we're like these like freshman year <laughs> finance students who are just like finance like 101 re- yeah yeah kind like to recreate the world economy and they're like yeah look guys <laughs> this has all been tried already in the real world and so yeah yeah so, i don't you know, know- they-
0: I don't know if we can necessarily promise, you know, deep technical knowledge born from years of experience, but I think we both kind of have a unique viewpoint, both having done research and and you being a developer on, you know, real open source legitimate projects that exist in the wild. Congrats again, by the way. Um, (laughs) And I think it'd be cool if we could kind of... um, not to rip off mm-hmm. their, their format, but to have a similar conversation with a different focus, a a, a right. much more kind of technical focus where we use our technical knowledge to kind of rant and argue and yell at each other about the uh, the technical things.
1: Yeah, that sounds so much fun. Um, so I guess like, you know, before we close out, you know, let's just – it's been a year. What's, what's like interesting to you right now? Like, you know, in the crypto space, what's going on – what have you been doing for the last year? Like, you know, I know you were, st- you know, like you said, you did go back to school, but you did, you know, I know you were still working on like some Casper stuff for a while. What have you, what were you working on? And like, what outside of your work is interesting to you? Like in yeah. the crypto space?
0: Yeah. So I, I recently haven't been doing a ton of research just because of time constraints with school and stuff. But um, last semester okay. I am leading up to, <clears throat> excuse me, leading up to DevCon 4. I was essentially working on getting the first draft of the CBC Casper paper polished polished enough to present. Um, Mm -hmm. That's Ethereum Foundation and research with Vlad and Vlad Zamfir and and others at Dtn. Yeah, it it was. uh, I think that Casper research, uh, CBC Casper research specifically, was ramping up at the same time that Ethereum 2.0 research was ramping up. and it was really lovely to kind of, at least with this paper, I kind of felt like we got to like a very nice, uh, not a stopping point, but let's call it a, a nice milestone, um, mm-hmm. where it was like, it's, if you you can check out the CBC-Casper paper online, we can link it in the description here, um, but it's a uh, a very nice summary of the research that's happened so far, and I personally have found it like a very educational process to create and produce and, and even read. Um, so that's what I've been working on in crypto. Um, how about you? Other than Other than Cosmos, have you been interested by anything particularly recently?
1: Um...
0: Like for yeah. example, you're a, a sneaky little validator company. You may have uh, gotten running. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I, I, I'd call that still in the realm of Cosmos. But yeah, I started a validator company with one of my friends, Dave Oja. Uh, you know, we're currently mostly just validating uh, the Cosmos Hub, as well as we're going to start one on another chain, Cosmos Space Chain called Iris, very soon. Um, and really, you know, uh, that's really just equipped me in the mindset of a validator and just kind of. Um, but you know, and one of the other things that we're doing a little bit, a little bit on the side for fun is, uh, I started my, we, you know, I think in order to learn about proof of stake and the UX around it and everything, I think it's good to have the context of mining and proof of work. So I kind of went ahead and we started like a little. One of my old roommates, she'd moved out. Uh, she moved to New York, um, and she left me her mining rig, uh, and she was using it to mine Ethereum, um, but. I you know grin just came out at roughly the same time in January and like you know I just got I, you know I'm like all right let me try mining this thing and so I just wanted to play around with it and started mining some grin and I started looking more into grin uh, especially after an epicenter episode I did with them a few weeks ago um, and I, I guess you know that's one thing I'm super excited about right now yeah I, that, that kind of goes back to that whole my, that meme coin thread I did where like grin just like I've, I've, I've become a grin shell now essentially
0: you know, I will say I'm totally ashamed. I'm on a, I'm having a conversation with a proof of work miner right now. I can't believe I never thought the day would come. Yeah. And, and this is an example of a, I think something that'd be cool to spin out into a longer form is, you know, what, what does it mean to be doing protocol research and also running the protocol or also using the protocol? What are the dynamics there? What are the conflicts that arise? And does it give you a better sense of what it means to be you know a member of this ecosystem?
1: Yeah, totally. Um, so what's interesting to you outside of crypto? Like, what have you been... What's, like, something interesting in your life going on? You know, <clears throat> I, I feel like... So, f- funny thing would happen to me, like, a few weeks ago at my apartment here in SF. Uh, I had a party. I live with, like, three other crypto people, by the way. And we had, like, a little party um, with, like... We just invited a bunch of friends. Uh, one of my roommates, uh, Parna, she got uh, her U.S. visa. So we had, like, a, a America party on Ooh. President's Day. Um and so we invited, you know, it, we planned it like twelve hours in advance. And so about twenty five people showed up. Out of those twenty five people, two of them were not in crypto, and <laughs> I was just like, "Yeah, there needs to be a change. I need to, <laughs> I need to fix something here."
0: <laughs> you need to diversify a bit. Well, first of all, congrats to Aparna. That's uh, that's great to hear. I did yeah. not know. Um, yeah, no, i I've, I've definitely I would say like in the time that I've been at school, um, I've definitely been branching out of crypto. This is going to about to sound so dumb. I've been branching out of crypto into crypto. Uh, And by that, what I mean is that I've been branching out of cryptocurrencies into like cryptography and number theory. So I'm currently taking a class on uh, number theory. Um, It's like very basic, minimal stuff, but I don't really have any experience with cryptography at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is both Mm -hmm. unbelievably lovely, uh, incredibly Mm -hmm. fun to do proofs on, number theoretic things, and also totally bullshit. Just you wouldn't even believe half the things these crazy, crazy people have come up with. Um, and and it's, I think it's an area of something I, I definitely want to get interested in in the future more often. And I don't know if it technically counts as branching out for me, but I'm going to call it branching out. It's not crypto. It's crypto, you know?
1: On your blog, you also had some stuff around like quantum stuff. And you you mentioned you were like, is that something you're like looking into?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm looking into as an interested fan as a, and also I would say as a cool. very undereducated, you know, bystander. Nice. Um, yeah. See. Cool. It's uh, it's another. It's you know, now that the blockchain buzz has died down a little bit, I figure I gotta hop ship to the next big buzzword, right?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Did you see the prices yesterday?
0: I haven't. I haven't, I, I oh. can't follow them anymore. Doing uh, well? Yeah, no. Uh, uh,
1: I think everything was up like twenty percent. Ooh, a good day. Bitcoin's good day above six k again. No way. Yeah, dude. Bitcoin Cash went up sixty percent yesterday. <laughs> I got my uh, Bitcoin all- Cash mug right here.
0: Oh God. <laughs> no paid endorsements. That's one of the, the features of Conspirators. No paid endorsements. Okay. At least. I
1: see. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um. You know, I guess I've been kind of looking into – picked this cool Coursera course on uh, economics of money and banking. And, you know, it's really cool. Like a lot of like the – you know, I always knew there was something fishy about fiat. But like it was really cool to like understand, like see the asset liabilities chart and see exactly where the magic is happening. Do you – do yeah. you have
0: more sympathy do you have more sympathy for our current system than you did
1: before? Way more. Like I think that like learning a lot of the historical background as well as like some of the reasons why the fiat system exists as it is today and some of the reasons why it maybe got corrupted into like the way it is today that you know, the reasons we don't like it. And it was very interesting to learn. Um the professor Alan no, uh, not Alan. Uh, Alan Young is one of the main authors that we read. I forgot the professor's name, but you know he's he takes a very neutral standpoint and very unbiased, and I really like it a lot. So definitely, it's from Columbia uh, University, and so anyone who's interested in the topic definitely check that out on Coursera. Um, that's
0: dope. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really funny how much we we jump on criticizing, or at least when I say we, I mean the space collectively jump on criticizing fiat sometimes. When yeah. I feel like there's, you know to, to quote you from earlier today, you know, we really are finance 100 dropouts, you know, there's a, definitely a lot of educa- education personally that we need to do before we can really, you know, have legitimate criticisms, <laughs> I think. But
1: yeah, totally. Um, cool. Cool. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. And
0: yeah, we look forward to making more content in the future. We're I think we're both very excited to kind of get back into it and start, you know, creating. And now that we both are going to kind of have a chance to breathe, we both, one of the things we both love is, is like, talking and educating and discussing mm-hmm. both because it's a fun way to share knowledge, but also because for us it's very informative. And so we're really, I think, looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. Cool. Thank you guys for listening. See you uh, next time. We don't know when next time is yet, but you know, there will be a next time. We promise. And every uh, week
0: for the next five years. No. <laughs> All right. See you. Right. See ya. Peace.